This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you a hundred bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500K per year. He's a blogger, author, and influencer, building his business, listening to the top. Okay, Top Tribe, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, the invoicing tool that I use to make sure I collect all my money in an efficient manner. To claim your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This is episode 333. Coming up bright and early tomorrow morning, you will hear from Jake in episode 334. He is creating the new billion-dollar direct mailing industry. It's very weird. You don't want to miss it. Top Tribe, good morning to you. Today's guest today is Warren Jolly, and he is a serial internet entrepreneur and investor. He's currently the CEO of Ad Quadrant, a $15 million fast-growing performance marketing agency focused on social advertising. Warren, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, Nathan. Thanks for having me. All right, let's do this. Okay, first things first. Uh, what year did you found Ad Quadrant in? How old is it? Ad Quadrant is actually only two years old. We started the company in April of 2014. Okay. And you consider yourself a SaaS company or an agency or what bucket would you put yourself in? We're, we're more of an agency, but uh, I, I would say somewhat of a hybrid as well. But I, it, our focus is really managed services. Managed. Okay. Got it. So yeah. So let's, so this is much more like, you know, uh, professional services, things like that. Correct. Okay. Very good. Okay. So you founded it, you said in 2014, two years ago, what prompted you to found the company? Did you leave corporate or something or what? Nope. I've always been an entrepreneur since uh, I was 15, actually. And really uh, fast forward to 2012, um, you know, my background has always been performance marketing and the digital side. Uh, we saw this opportunity with the social ecosystem really being a challenge for brands, agencies, and marketers to, to be able to deliver profitable campaigns um, for their own initiatives. So uh, companies that may have been really successful advertising on paid search or other channels just weren't able to crack the code with Facebook and with other channels to really be able to hit their cost per acquisition goals. So we saw the opportunity, we saw the shift to mobile, um, and we saw Facebook really investing in um, driving that innovation forward to help advertisers find and secure success from the platform. Okay, and so walk me through, we understand now a little bit more about what you do. Tell us how you make money. So we make money by charging clients a percentage of their ad spend that we manage. So customers will come to us and say, you know, we're currently advertising. Uh, we're spending X on Facebook. Uh, we're not able to hit our metrics. We believe in the channel. We have to be there for growth. Uh, here's our budget. If you can hit our target KPIs, we'll actually spend more than that. And our incentive is really to make those advertisers successful so that the more that they spend, the more that we can charge as a management fee to deploy those dollars. So you must turn a lot of people away when they come to you, I imagine, with very unrealistic expectations and you go, there's no way in hell we're going to hit that. We do. Yeah. So yeah. We, we manage our opportunity costs really carefully. And that's one of the things that has helped us be successful uh, and grow rapidly in the last two years is just being great at saying no. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's let's actually get data behind what that means. You know, a lot of growth over the last two years. What was first year revenue in 2014? So first year revenue in 2014 was around uh, four million. Damn. Okay. Uh, hold on. We have to break that down real quick. That's that is a big first year revenue number. Did you have customers you're bringing over from a past company or something or what? It, it, it was more so having a network of customers that we knew. so we spent we spent planning right. There was there was pre planning before we actually created the business. Ah. Okay. Uh, and 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 so uh, there was you know my prior background as I mentioned has always been in performance marketing and that pre planning really allowed us to you know hit the ground running in i.e. the first year of business uh, and be able to secure that that type of growth. It wasn't uh, it. It wasn't a fluke and it wasn't just luck. It was yeah. actually, there, there, there was actually a lot of uh, foresight that went into that. Hey Warren, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, most people that have a lot of success, they come on my show, they lie. And then I just go for the jugular. You know, they, they talk about their success like, oh, yeah, we didn't really try. We hit four million in revenue. So I love you just coming and say, no, it took a lot of planning. It was very intentional, almost psychotic how we planned it. And that's how we hit four million. Yeah, it was it was it was very very hard work in, the, in that first year and a half before the business even existed of just figuring out like what is our product market fit who are we going after what where is this ecosystem heading and um, it was it was a painstaking process it was not easy and, and we definitely failed a lot um, it, you know at, at sort of identifying where that fit actually was, where that fit was truly uh, uh, lying before we sort of made the leap and so what was that was twenty fourteen revenue what was twenty fifteen. 2015 was 15 million. Okay, 15. And what would make you guys really happy to hit in 2016? I don't think we'll have the same percentile growth. But to be honest, <laughs> That'd be impressive. To, yeah, yeah. To, to be honest, uh, you know, if if we could be at 25 million in 2016, uh, we would be we would be excited. And how big is the company, employee wise? 33. 33. All based in California. Uh, California. We have two offices, and we also have some folks in New York. Okay, very good. And so let's actually get into the revenue revenue model a bit more. So you said percentage of ad spend. What percentage do you typically take on average? On average, it's about 20%. Okay. And I ask on average because I'm sure kind of clients vary. When will you take less than that? And when do you take more than that? So it's really based on volume, right? Um, when we'll take more than that is when we're when we're actually arbitraging a campaign. So in certain instances, you know, advertisers actually don't believe that, for example, social can work for their customer acquisition goals, and their management team says there's no way we're investing in this channel. We think it's only for branding. So we've actually taken some intelligent risks where we understand the metrics, we understand the campaign. Uh, we'll actually take a uh, we'll actually run that campaign on an arbitrage basis. It's very very few, far and few in between when we'll do that. But when we do that, we have an opportunity to leverage our insights, our technology, uh, and drive a higher margin than that 20%. And when that 20% would actually go down is if, if someone's spending a considerable amount of dollars uh, monthly with us, that will start to tear down based on volume. Interesting. Okay. So how many current customers do you have spending, you know, at least, uh, you know, a hundred bucks with you guys a month? Uh, we have about 35. Okay. 35. And is it fair to say, uh, is it fair to say if you're taking 20% of ad spend and you did 15 million in 2015, you're processing about $75 million of ad spend per year? No, we're not processing 75 million ad spend because that 15 million is is a, is comprised of both percentage of ad spend revenue as well as our arbitrage business. Okay, I don't understand that. Can you can you break that down for me? Sorry. Sure. So so percentage of that rev a portion of that revenue is actually what we bill in terms of fees that are percentage of the ad spend that we manage. The other portion of that revenue is actually revenue that we collect where we don't have we're not we're not working under that percentage of ad spend model. We're actually taking a fixed payout per action from our customers. 
Oh, interesting. So if someone says, I don't think social will work for me, you say, fine, if we make it work, I want $10 per lead that I bring you. Exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So wait, so break that down of the 15 million, what percentage of that comes from just the ad spend revenue versus the fixed payout model? It's about 20% of the, fi- of the fixed spend model and 80% would be ad spend. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. And are you going to be uh, launching as you go for again, 25 million in 2016? Are you launching any other kind of revenue models or are you just going to double down on those two? We're going to pretty much stay focused and double down on those two. We're not, uh, you know, we thought about moving into SaaS and other, other, other sorts of things. That's why I mentioned kind of the hybrid earlier, but um, those products that we're developing are really going to be for our own use internally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is the, so it looks like growth year over year uh, in terms of revenue is obviously impressive. What is it in terms of like, or actually what do you guys measure? What's important to you guys when you're sitting down with your strategic team planning growth year over year, what do you look at? I mean, we, we, we look at a couple things, right? How many new opportunities are we securing and how, and how closely do those opportunities fit our ideal customer profile? Obviously, our growth in uh, both top line and net revenue, uh, as well as managing churn and attrition. That's a really big uh, component of being in the services-based businesses. If you're not, if you're not carefully monitoring how, how much business you're churning, um, you're just, you know, what you're doing, even if, even if you're wonderful at sales or getting new opportunities, you're just filling, you know, a leaky bucket with more water. So um, that's something that we fixate on a lot. And really, um, there's two things that you can control in, in our type of business. You know, one is flawless execution. And the, the second is fanatical customer service. Um, there might be outliers where, you know, customers just don't have the right product, right? They're trying to sell something that's just not a good fit for social uh, or whatever, whatever service it is that you're offering. But if you control those two things and you obsess about those two things, you're, gonna, you're just going to organically do a much better job of managing churn. Mm. So what are, what's your guys' churn year over year? Um, our churn year is that how you year, measure it, by the way, or do you measure no, monthly? No, we 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 we, meant, we actually measure differently. We measure attrition on a quarterly basis, um, just quarter over quarter, just to see how we're doing, and it's sub ten percent. Okay, so and as, I don't know if that's good or bad for your space. Is it good or bad? It's uh, it could be better, uh, okay. it's not, but it's but it's not terrible. And 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 again, it's uh, we're 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 in, we're in a relatively volatile sector because socialists still so new. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 it's uh, it's something that we're constantly evaluating and and, and determining uh, ways that we can improve as well as matching up with the right type of customer. That's really really important for us. And so Warren, have you guys? I mean, a lot of these agency models. You know, I, I haven't met many agencies that are doing call it 30, 40, 50 million per year in revenue. They seem to top out unless you really get into the top tier. Once you guys hit call it 25 or 30 million bucks in revenue, how do you go after additional revenue? Do you launch kind of SaaS businesses or or what do you do? So we have a slightly different approach because, um, I think the pivot to SaaS in our space is actually really, really hard. It's arduous, it's expensive to do, and there's some big key players. Our long-term aspirations are actually to, um, develop and incubate consumer products because, Social is, is, is the frontier for demand gen. And when you think about companies like Dollar Shave Club or Honest Company or Harry's Razors, I'm using kind of you know, companies purposely in the same sector, a lot of these businesses have exploded off of um, the prevalence of social and, 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 and just having a team that from day one really understood that mousetrap. And so what we're thinking about long-term is um, if, we can, if we can think of other verticals that are ripe for disruption, that are really a good fit for the virality and the reach of what social creates from a demand gen perspective, um, um, we would like to be, um, you know, moving sort of more in that direction. Uh, it's our long-term aspirations are not to be like we don't want to be a services-based company for 20 years. And when we think about SaaS, 
again, you know, we, we think about the opportunities, not, we, we know SaaS multiples and everyone knows SaaS multiples are really attractive, but um, for us, fundamentally, we see a bigger play based on our core expertise and where our passions lie uh, in the consumer product space. That might be physical, it might be digital, but that's where we're kind of uh, pointing our, our arrows, if you will. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Let me, let me shift the focus real quick, Warren. So you're an entrepreneur, you started at 15. One of the questions I always uh, like understanding is to go back from the company level, one kind of peel of the onion. As an entrepreneur, how do you generate cash flow from yourself, from your business? And then what are you doing with that cash flow to, to grow whatever you want to grow? Wealth, you know, charity, giving, whatever. Yeah, so it's a great question. I think um, as an entrepreneur, first of all, you have to choose what path do you want to go down, right? Do you, some entrepreneurs are just, uh, they, 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 they're fixated on raising capital for any idea they have from day one. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a little bit different, right? I mean, I, I grew up in the kind of quote unquote uh, school of hard knocks of, of business. And, and, and I've always been a, a bootstrapped entrepreneur first, taking concepts to actually producing revenue, producing real profits, and then thinking about um, different fundraising strategies. So for me, um, it's really important that the business can stand on its own and it generates enough cash flow to be able to grow. Uh, and then I think about, you know, my compensation as, uh, as, a, as a secondary facet of that, because I would rather have a, a, a larger enterprise, take more market share, pay myself less initially, and be able to reinvest and capture those opportunities while they exist uh, versus, you know, paying myself a large salary. Because I think, again, you know, when you're, when you're going to a space that's actually worth it, there will be competitors that will enter and there will be market share that gets tougher and tougher to grab. So, so my philosophy has always been, you know, reach a certain inflection point where you have enough cash to support the business and to grow and to make key strategic hires that are going to enhance your growth uh, beyond and then pay yourself, uh, you know, uh, uh, just pay yourself a percentage of that, manage it like a ratio, like you would anything else. Um, and so any of the wealth that I've extracted from my businesses, um, one thing that I've learned is it's really, really important to focus as an entrepreneur. One of the mistakes I made in my 20s were, I, you know, I thought I could run five businesses. Well, that's just simply not going to happen, right? You have to, you have to pick the one of those five that you really believe in, that really align with your strengths and your passions. And, uh, and if you're gonna do anything else, at best, you can be a passive investor. So naturally, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're around other entrepreneurs, you find opportunities and you find guys that, wow, this guy's really impressive. He's really good at X. I'm really good at Y. The, the, the sort of uh, common attraction is always, let's start a business together. Well, instead, you know, Think of, it, think of it as an investment. Think of it as a portfolio. I mean, give, you know, let that entrepreneur do what he does best. And if you, if you believe in him and you want to invest $10,000 or $50,000 or whatever the number may be, um, invest that in that entrepreneur and in, and in the business that he's procuring. So, so, is, it she. so is it fair to say the, the way that you're, that you're kind of extracting wealth personally, right, for your personal stuff, you know, house or whatever, you know, life expenses is strictly through the salary or are you guys paying out dividends to, to founders and team members or some other ways? Um. So in the current business, we're just, it's just salaries because, okay. because we're, we're in reinvestment mode, but I've generated my wealth from, from prior exits. Okay. So, prior exits. Interesting. What were some of those companies? Just list a few. Uh, one company was a lead generation platform. Uh, it was built in 2009. We exited, sorry, 2008. We exited in 2010. The company was called generate consumers. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, uh, it was just purely, you know, helping, helping generate leads for financial services. Um, another business that, uh, I exited in 2000 and end of 2011 was a conference business for internet marketers, uh, based out of Europe. So that, that was acquired by a public company Is called that like web summit kind of thing. Um, it's not, not, not quite like web summit. It's more of like uh, more focused around affiliate marketing, which is okay. 
which was which is my prior background. Um, so that was acquired by a company listed on the London uh, Stock Exchange. Um, so so nothing, you know th- those are probably <clears throat> some of the more recent ones. Very cool. Well, hey, Warren, again, we will link to all those in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top three, three, three. But if people want to connect with you personally, where can they do that? LinkedIn or Twitter, both my username and handle on both is just Warren Jolly, W-A-R-R-E-N-J-O-L-L-Y. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Hayo and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Hayo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Awesome, awesome. Guys, we'll stick those in the show notes. Warren, we're about to wrap up with my favorite part of the show. Do you know what it's called? What's that? It's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Number one, what's your favorite business book? Good to Great by Jim Collins. That's a good one. Yep. Okay, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? There is. It's one probably a lot of the listeners are, are studying as well. It's, it's actually Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, I know he's been around for a while, um, at, but I think his latest content is is really it's the best it's ever been. I, I appreciate the practicality of his insights. Number three is their favorite online tool you have, like FreshBooks. It's got to be Slack. Yep. Okay. Number four. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep? No. No. And and what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Single, not married. Uh, just really busy. <laughs> yeah. How, how old are you, Warren? I'm 32. 32. Okay. So last question, take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I wish my 20 year old self knew that focus, just focus on one business and being great at one thing at a time. Top tribe. There you have it. Focus on one thing and hit it big from Warren who launched his agency uh, ad quadrant in 2014, did 4 million in the first year, did 15 million in 2015, ideally hitting 25 million here in 2016, working with several, several, lots of customers on again, managing their ad spend and getting them new customers. Warren, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks so much, Nathan. If you enjoyed Warren today, go back and listen to Kevin Getch yesterday. His agency went from $30,000 to $1.3 million in annual revenue with 14 employees. 
Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. The greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas on October 6th this year featuring a big, big moment called Launch. We're gonna have influencers on stage launch a product, compete like heck to see who can sell the most in 60 minutes to their online audiences. You'll get to watch, see how they sell, see how they close, see how they get traffic, see how they use their list. It's gonna be unbelievable. Get your tickets now at nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin Live and see how you can walk the red carpet on the way in. That's nathanladka.com forward slash Austin live. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday.